0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here Here we go. 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 This is it. This is top
1: right time machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow pow pow.
0: I'm so the lady. So what?
1: Hiya. Hi everyone. Hi Sam. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Boys and girls
0: in uh, lockdown. Hope you're all doing great. A couple of things I've been uh, reminiscing on. Like you know, like uh, your head. Has has your head been behaving strangely? (laughs) Bang.
1: Straight in. Bang. Here's some
0: (laughs) things. Has your head been behaving <laughs> strangely? Have your thought Have your thought patterns been strange?
1: Uh, kind of, not really. Just Just in terms of not really being sure what day it is. But, I'm just, you know, I can't.
0: It. You know what? I can't concentrate on anything, and small tasks are starting to. I think I'm getting madder as each day goes by. Are small you? tasks that I would usually just demolish, like yeah. eat for breakfast, mate. Bang, it's done. Yeah, bang, done. Delaney, Delaney eats yeah. that shit. Tick. for fucking yeah. For, for breakfast. Swallow the What's frog. What's next? Swallow the frog. Bang. Give me my next task. Admin, admin, admin. Now, In I'm it, like Nick? sweating over it. I'm annoying Ooh. my wife. But, oh, I haven't sent that invoice off yet. Uh, and she's Jesus. like looking at me like, mate, you're fucking. And I've just realised, nope. well, there was an old phrase. I can't remember whose it was, but it's like, Always if you need something doing, always ask a busy man to do it. Because when you're oh, busy, right. you just go bang, bang,
1: bang, 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 yeah. and get bang, everything bang, done. Because you're in
0: the zone. When you're not yeah. busy, like say there's a global pandemic, so you'll being forced yeah. to stay indoors You live in your house <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah. You just yeah, I get like that, the, yeah. The smallest task. The task that I've got really into though, aside from my well documented bread baking, etc., is for mm. instance like I really love mopping the floor in the kitchen. You really love it. I I've been mopping the floor. I've mopped the floor more in the last three weeks than I had previously done in my entire lifetime.
1: When you when you when you're doing it, are you setting yourself various targets? Have you got like levels yeah. of achievement you need?
0: What I do is I do a sweep round first, and I've got of course one you of those. Do. Well, I've,
1: you'd be a fucking amateur, not to. I know.
0: I've got one of those awesome <laughs> uh dustpan and brushes with the stand-up pan. I can't be bending over. I'm 45 now, mate. Oh, you know, yeah. I've got a bad back as it is. I'm not getting down on my hands and knees, right? So yeah, I've we've got one discussed
1: those... this. It's the, it's the Bernard Langer.
0: Yeah, I've got the Bernard Langer. <laughs> that, yeah, we've discussed it. Fucking hell, oh, I really am going mad. So I do no, the I've old Bernard Langer. already. Shit. Do the yeah. Bernard Langer, and then I get the yeah. mop out, bit of bleach. Bang! Look at that. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Shame. And I love it. I find it so therapeutic, mopping the kitchen floor. And then I do all the surfaces, but, like, proper, like, I clear every fucking thing off the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. And I just fucking spray, wipe, spray, wipe, spray, bang, wipe, done. bang, bang. So that sort of shit I'm really into. But anything that involves my mind, nah, I'm fucked. Really? Can't fucking, can't can't focus, mate. However.
1: I, I was going to say, before, before we move on, are you um, allowing the floor to dry? Is it drying naturally? Are you yeah, I don't try it Door open or windows open, just to dry. Don't dry I air.
0: notify the other inhabitants that there is a yeah, wet got, floor in the kitchen. Have,
1: have you got one of them collapsible yellow signs? Yeah, that says wet floor. Caution. That'll be good. Caution, good. hazard, yeah.
0: hazardous floor. I have to, for insurance purposes, I have to cover myself because I don't want to get sued by one of my children no, or my wife. No, exactly. Be you awful.
1: Know, I reckon this could be the future. Doing sort of, you know, checks and, and everything all around the house for various hazards. <laughs> yeah in and and off some, areas
0: yeah I want to get some hazard tape. Mm. shit like that,
1: make sure everything's going to be fine. everything I, needs to be fine
0: during when, this when I was at heat, I became obsessed with the notion of love rats, you know the phrase love rats, yeah they ever aren't they love rats mm. so I did a whole campaign about stopping love rats, and we even mm. had something that was like rat on a rat, and it was an anonymous it was, an it was an anonymous number you could call if you, were, if you were aware of someone who was ratting and you wanted to grasp them anonymously. It would be a rat grass. Yeah, rat grass. And that I was a Boomtown
1: got- t- boom rat song, wasn't it? Rat grass.
0: Yeah. You're and a I even- rat
1: grass. You've been <laughs> caught.
0: <laughs> I got um, merchandise like rat, love rat, caution, Love Rat Incident tape to caution off areas. And we were going to go around near like London nightclubs like China Whites and stuff and sort of identify areas where love ratting had gone on amongst get the celebrities. Get in the VIP
1: areas. Get behind yeah. the velvet rope. and Get the tape up. Yeah. Rat on a rat.
0: Anyway. Good. Uh The two things that I have been thinking of, though. Uh, first of all, I was talking. For some reason, my son has developed a fascination with Sheffield Wednesday's 1990s team. And I've been trying There's to. There's
1: worse things to be obsessed with it was I a know, fine team.
0: I know. I've been unpicking where this strange, unusual <laughs> obsession for an eight year old boy came from. And what it was was about a year ago, I started showing him on YouTube bits of The Fast Show. And he fucking loved it, right? <laughs> and, and yeah. yeah, and it was like the, the Channel 9 thing was his favourite. So he started yeah. doing all the things. you would go, yeah, Boutros, Boutros, garly Chris Waddle. And he's like, who is Chris Waddle? So I was like, oh, come here, son. Gather round and I shall tell you stories, such wonderful, magical stories about the former sausage maker they called Chris Waddle, right? mm so I said, oh, "Fucking Chris Waddle! What a player he was!" Blah blah blah. Told him all about. Uh, do you remember Chris Waddle scored a goal with his eyes shut uh, whilst unconscious?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you remember no. that? He was, a, a a he was playing for Marseille. A bell. He's playing for Marseille, and yeah. I think it was in the Champions League. And he and someone punched him like they were playing AC Milan or something. Someone rabbit punched Chris Waddle off the ball yeah. with, when the ref wasn't looking, and right. Chris Waddle. Was basically rendered unconscious, but because Chris Waddle is a a big fat Geordie man, right, <laughs> like a like a sausage mountain, he could not actually be knocked down. You could sort of yeah. render his, you could switch his brain off temporarily, but physically he can't be knocked down. Chris, it was Waddell. like a weeble. Yeah. So he received the ball and he went on this incredible run round five or six plays. It was well, like a Mar- Maradona slalom run. And uh, and later on, he was asked about it, and he didn't remember. He said he didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And someone <laughs> had to show him the clip back, and he said, I've got no recollection of that. And then they realised it's because <laughs> he'd been punched in the head before he did it. Anyway, it wasn't Chris Waddle. He was going back to it today because he started mm. mat- um, being Sheffield Wednesday sometimes to mix things up on FIFA. So he's fascinated. Right. It's a fascinated name. Plus, of course, as West Ham fans, we despise Sheffield United. And as yeah. a result, have a sort you of affection for Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, right? Yeah. So all of these things. And I was telling him all about the Sheffield Wednesday team of the 90s. He wanted to know more about the team Waddle played in. So I was going, well, you know, there was Des Walker. There was mm. Chris. I said he was like England's best defender at the time. He was England's first sort of, well, since Bobby Moore, first kind of elegant defender because we always mm. had... All these Terry Butchers and Tony Adams, but Walker was actually classy. He was almost like a proto Rio Ferdinand, I think.
1: Well, I, this is—I like this phrase, "elegant defender." It's something you, you've heard over the years. It, it's mm. generally a defender with a very straight back, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. One who doesn't sort of lumber about like a like yeah. a monster. Yeah,
1: like not a non-monster about. defender. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good posture makes an elegant defender.
0: Yeah. Ah. Uh, What's his posture like? That's the first thing you always should ask <laughs> yeah. if you think they're for Anyway, there was him, there was David Hurst, there was Chris Woods in goal, right? Mm. And then I said, and there was did this Did they have man. John
1: Hawks then as well? He was a yeah. good player, John yeah. Hawks,
0: yeah. I think he ended up at West Ham. Anyway. They all do. They all do in the end. <laughs> they did in those days, especially. Everyone ended up at West Ham. Anyway, I then think I remember this is the, the West Ham fan. This is the cool. nub, right? This is the fucking nub, right. and it's really disappointing. If you think I'm building up something exciting, you couldn't be yeah. further from the truth.
1: We're just we're just filling time, Sam. it's all right. Paul Warhurst. That's what I
0: remembered. <laughs> really? And the story of Paul Warhurst. Len, an eight-year-old boy, reared on yeah. FIFA Earth tournament and all the glamorous trappings of like modern-day football was absolutely spellbound by the tale the of Paul Walhurst. story Warhurst. of Paul Warrest. I said, listen, this guy, Paul Walhurst, I said, he was a fucking centre-back, right? But Sheffield Wednesday yeah. had this terrible injury crisis, right? Which it speaks Lynn's language because he's so fucking yeah. immersed in FIFA that career mode <laughs> that he fucking knows the feeling of having an injury crisis and not knowing what yeah. to put in the team, right? He's currently... You know, you design your own manager. So I'm Derek Manager. He's his current manager. He's had a few careers. He's called Indigo Jones. Nice. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, it's not that. It's Indigo Harris. That's it. Anyway. So he goes, Oh, yeah, injury crisis. I've had that. I said, But it was so bad. Mm. It was so bad, the injury crisis up front. They didn't have a single striker available. So they had to promote this centre-back called Paul Warhurst to play up front. I said, he wasn't even a very good centre-back. But they picked him to go up front just because he was quite tall. So they thought he might be able to get on the end of a few crosses. I said, he turned out to be so good up front, right, that first they just carried on picking him. And even when their strikers got fit again, they couldn't drop him because he was scoring. I said, then he got picked for England, but not as a centre-back. As a fucking That's striker. That yeah. like fucking blue Len's mind, right? <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, Paul Warhurst. No one talks about that fucker, but that was an incredible story.
1: Yeah, it, it anyway, really was. Anyway, ladies and
0: gentlemen, I give you Paul Warhurst. What a story. <laughs> what a man. What a magical life affirming tale for the ages.
1: He wasn't alone though, because Ian Marshall was the same, wasn't he? Ian Marshall played for Oldham. Switch and Oldham. And He was a centre back as well. But he, he never made it as, well as, as far as England.
0: Warhurst got no, picked that's for true. England.
1: That's true.
0: Like, it was like you needed five minutes you beforehand, needed. he'd been a jobbing journeyman centre back. Next thing you know, yeah. he's being picked by fucking Graham Taylor or possibly even Terry Venables, can't remember, Oof. to play up front for fucking yeah. England. I
1: it was amazing. Didn't play, though. Did he get and, again?
0: And I don't know, but he was certainly in the squad. And I remember reading an article in which they said. No one had ever even seen him shoot before. They just thought he was someone who could maybe head the ball in if he got lucky on the end of the crossing. But there was a I remember reading a the journey that they'd gone and watched him the Sheffield Wednesday training and they were doing this shooting exercise where they had a tyre mm-hmm. hung on a rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you had to try and shoot from, you know, like far out, fifteen, twenty mm-hmm. yards away, through through the fucking tyre. And no one could do it, apart from Paul Warhurst, who did it every fucking time. And it was like, he'd never even tried before. It was just suddenly, it's like, it turned out that ever since he was a kid, he'd just been playing in the wrong position.
1: Yeah. I was watching an interview the other day with Dave, you know, Dave Jones from Sky Sports? Yeah. He's doing some stuff for the Sunderland website, the official website. And he did a half-hour interview with Mickey Gray.
0: Why, is he a Sunderland fan?
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, Dave Jones,
1: and he's... um. He's on the board now as a non executive director, kind of thing to mm. offer advice, guidance, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been doing these, um, you know, like Skype, Zoom interviews with ex players, and he's done yeah. Mickey Gray. Mm. And Mickey Gray was talking about when Kevin Phillips turned up at Sunderland first day. Nobody yeah. really knew who he was. Yeah. And they did some shooting practice at the end of training. And Mickey Gray sort of said to them, You know, you're going to have to be good at this because, you know, everyone's relying on you to get the goals. <laughs> and Mickey Gray's eyes just glazed over as he was talking about it. He said, I never, ever saw anything as incredible in my whole career <laughs> as Phillips doing shooting practice on the first day. He says it know. was fucking unreal. Really? And uh, But someone else said the other day, they were talking about Phillips, and they said Phillips realised, and Shira realised this as well, that the secret to being a good finisher is to just hit the ball as hard as you can, as quickly as you can.
0: Yes, yes. And that's it. Yes. That's all it is. That's actually a really good advice. Have yeah. that
1: ability to know where the goal is and get it on target, but and just that, hit it don't hard, fuck about. hit it quick. Yeah, yeah don't fuck
0: it. about. Kick, ca- catch everyone off guard.
1: Ooh. Including the keeper. But yeah, that'll go. But I'll tell you what else I saw the other day, um, mm. which doesn't get talked about as much as it should. You know mm. Gaza's 1991 semi-final FA yeah. Cup goal against um, against Arsenal. Yeah. What about Chris Waddles in ninety-three against Sheffield United?
0: Oh, that was a free kick as well, wasn't it?
1: That's right up there with that, with the Gazza goal. It's about 35 yards out as well. And he just blams the fucker straight in.
0: Fucking hell, Waddle. No, one, no uh, one talks
1: d- about it anymore.
0: No, Waddle doesn't get talked about
1: enough, No, nah, in it my doesn't, opinion. He? That's nah. why I
0: like it that Len got into him, because Waddle was in the same generation as sort of, or overlapped with... Uh, in. Uh, Overlapped in separate stages with uh, Glenn Hoddle yeah. and John Barnes and Paul Gascoigne and Peter Beardsley. So yeah, three of them played for Newcastle. Hmm. Uh, a couple of them played for Spurs, like Waddle and had played for the, at the same time for Spurs and and Waddle played with Hoddle at Spurs. So there was a lot of overlap with other genius players. And I don't yeah. use that word genius lightly, but I would say all of them were genius footballers. Right.
1: Well, Waddle. I mean, Waddle was kind of seen as over the hill a bit when he went to Sheffield Wednesday. And yeah, but he, just he was took that team and he
0: dragged them along, didn't he? My favourite thing he did was the outside of the boot because he yeah. he would play on the right, but he was left-footed, so he would just yeah. he was the best striker. In fact, in the rare occasion that me and my mates still find ourselves having a kick about which is usually like at some barbecue, you know, with the kids <laughs> with a plastic flyaway ball, <laughs> if anyone ever tries a cheeky outside of the boot. You just people just say Chris, so as you, Chris Waddle. As, there's certain things you do where you just say a player's name and people know yeah. what you mean. And when you do it with the yeah. outside of your boot, people just go, "Chris." That's a Chris Waddle.
1: That's uh, so, it. I mean, we had him for we had him for seven matches. He signed for Sunderland in '97, and it was his last might have been his last club, I think. And we had him for seven matches. The last ever match at Wroclaw Park, he scored one of them free kicks. Yeah, and we beat the three 0 Yeah,
0: and he hadn't done much. He'd done flashes
1: of bits. But he hadn't yeah. done much, but that was kind of like, What well, yeah, I liked about
0: him was he never, ever, once in his career, looked physically fit.
1: No, not at all, no.
0: And he, that, But that was great, because it didn't matter to him, because he was such a genius. It was like, he I'm was, not going to be bothered being
1: fit. Yeah, he was a man who, Newcastle, let's not forget, plucked from a sausage factory. Sausage and he factory, looked yeah. like a man yeah. who'd been plucked from a sausage factory. And yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all.
0: Different times. Now...
1: There we are. I never thought we'd spend the first half of this episode talking about... Cheffield Wednesday. And here's here's one, another thing
0: I've been thinking about and discussing today that hopefully you'll have some thoughts on. Spudger like Spudger like came out in the 80s. Mm. I don't know. Did they have it up north?
1: They're, I've only ever seen one. Really? Maybe two? There's not many of them down here.
0: It shone bright. It. There was a moment. Really? There was a moment in the 80s where everyone thought that this was the future. That McDonald's. Wimpy's, KFC, and all the rest of them were finished. Mm. Right? We were like, "This is the future: baked potatoes." Right? Mm. Fucking futuristic stuff. Yeah. I don't even know if baked potatoes were particularly a thing. I think they came from America. Right? I don't even think people were baking potatoes that much before the eighties.
1: No, uh, but I, it would have been the eighties before we did it. At home. Yeah, exactly. But because yeah.
0: you, you had you had you, you roasted or boiled potatoes. Or you, or you fried them. Was oh, chips. you love
1: chips, mm, right?
0: Chips. But no one. I reckon it came from America. It was like a glamorous stateside thing, right? Mm. And then some clever cunt, Sir John Spudgy, like mm-hmm. has gone, fuck this. I'm going to knock aye. them out. I mean, look, look at where are my overheads? There aren't any. Yeah, exactly. I just a, a, a
1: fucking a, potato. What? How much does a potato cost? Fuck off. Two I eggs? don't know.
0: No one knows. But I mean, to be honest. <laughs> You can get a load of the fucking grow bags from Homebase and grow them <laughs> yourself for free. And then it's 100% profit. How much it costs to bake a baked potato? Nothing. You don't go pay fat. You got, I mean, you got to pay your gas and electric, but that's it.
1: Jalapeno. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com Jalapeno.
0: it was a brilliant idea and when it opened up in in, uh, in west london one opened on shepherd's bush green and i think it was. I think it was the last Spudgy like standing because in my mind it mm. was still there until like just a few years ago. But suddenly they all sprung up overnight. They were fucking everywhere, and all anyone wanted to talk about was baked potatoes, right? That yeah. it was a fucking craze that swept the nation, or at least the, the London, right? And everywhere you looked, they had all these. Like? They had all these different fillings, and you couldn't believe it. You were like, your mind was blown by the amount of shit that people, that they were proposing to fill your baked potato with. Yeah. And at home, when it first started, my mum would do them for us, and just having butter and grated cheese was like, it was like you'd gone to fucking space, you'd travelled to another planet. But of all, I remember the menu in Spudger like, I never had the balls to order anything particularly fancy, so I'd no. go in and I would admire the menu, gawping at get it
1: cheese or tuna something no, like
0: that there would be like prawn um in you know prawn cocktail prawns fucking in mayonnaise um, potato. In, in in a potato right and i'd be looking at this and thinking, this is fucking madness this is mm. mad and th- but then when you got to the front of the queue i'd just always end up going cheese please <laughs> right <laughs> So i was too scared i was very young right this is pre-adolescent meanwhile
1: sir, sir john your looking down going yeah two pence for the potato Three and a half pence for their cheese. <laughs> He's, I'm knocking that out for one pound 79. Fucking
0: get in. He sat in his control room, seeing, all of, so, seeing all of us on his bank of screens at uh, every yeah. spud you like. Fucking oh, hell. Being al.
1: scared of just ordering cheese. There's another one. Cheese. Ring up
0: another 200% markup. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: What brings but the you best, to talk to us
0: about this? The best one they ever had was... Mm-hmm. So they had... Prawns in mayonnaise, you know, fucking Mexican chicken and all this shit, right? Yeah. And then one of them was just sausage, and it was, and they had pictures of everything, and it was just a baked potato with a sausage in it, with a sausage in, <laughs> in, in it. the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in the that middle, jam
1: a sausage in it, bang it out.
0: But that felt more like the sort of thing that bang. only a dad would order. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's not for kids. Yeah. You can't order a sausage spud if you're a kid. That's dad's. That's a dad's order.
1: I didn't anyway, even know how you would eat that.
0: As soon as it yeah, well precisely. As soon as it as as quickly as it had sprung up, it disappeared again. And who knows the reasons why? But um it's something that was part of our cultural fabric and people never talk about it so much anymore. People love to talk about wimpy, don't they? And mm-hmm. like long, long gone or I know mm-hmm. Wimpy still sort of exists, but you know, sort of retro food places. But no one mentions spudgy like and I can't even remember why it came into my head today. But this morning, it was pretty much the first thing I started talking to my wife about when we woke up.
1: Right. Yeah. I bet she was pleased.
0: She, yeah. Sometimes I wake <laughs> up like that and this can be quite difficult for her. And usually when we're not it's on lockdown, she she's... can just get up and say, I've got to go out to, to work. But like no, she's not, sort of trapped in me.
1: Yeah. And I started researching. That she's a good wife, isn't it?
0: I started researching and I asked her to help me because she's better at picture research than me. So will you do me mm-hmm. a favour and help me research um, images of old Spudgy likes and Fucking their menus, yeah. which yeah. to be fair, I think in the end to shut me up, she did. And she provided me yeah. with some images, which I then pored over for an hour and it sort of, right. what's the yeah. word? It kind of, not sedated, it sort of just calmed me down for an hour. She, got she gave a, me these um, pictures got, to look at.
1: Have you got a Pinterest account? Because you could put them all on your Pinterest wall, know. couldn't you? I don't, like I'm not sure. I might I, I might have one that, that
0: I never use. But yeah I could yeah, do that. That's what you Think about isn't it? If something you, to do. You know, you, it,
1: very image conscious. Yeah. So I've just had a look there's 10 spudgy likes in Britain. Still still now. <clears throat> still. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if you can buy
0: the franchise that you, you know like you, it works like that.
1: It looks as if they said it was a franchise before but it's it's been taken in house. Guess what? What? You know Albert Bartlett potatoes. Yeah. It's part of the Albert Bartlett Portfolio, according oh, okay. the so I bet so, it
0: wasn't him who ori- originally did it, but they bought
1: no, it. No, he scooped it up. But they're all in shopping centres now. They are in Livingston, Manchester, York, Norwich, Greenhithe, which is the Blue Water, uh, Glasgow, Bridge End, Leeds, Plymouth, mm. and East Midlands, South so, so a lot of
0: them are in the north, ironically, even Very though much first so. first yeah. boomed in Not the south. a
1: lot. Definitely not one in Shepherd's Bush. You've got your blue water and that's it for the South. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, yeah. you know, in the 80s, it was more of a yappy status symbol, wasn't it, going round with a baked potato?
1: Yeah. It was like it yeah. was like Do
0: carrying we- a filofax. It was the same sort of thing. You'd have your yeah. filofax, you could, you'd yeah. get your clothes from Blazer or Next. You'd have one of
1: them big fuck-off mobile phones.
0: Yeah, you'd be driving around in your, in your Sinclair C5 and then you'd, like, mm. pull up outside... Spud you like for a quick business lunch? Yeah.
1: Just sp- park in the park in the zone where you're not allowed to park, but it wouldn't matter because yeah, you'd only been there for a minute anyway. Who
0: gives a fuck? I'm going to go in, yeah. get myself a quick spud and sausage. I need my potato. Wolf it down, and then yeah. on to the next well, meeting. It's still hot. Yeah. In
1: my mouth. Uh, <laughs> do you want to hear the fillings you can get now?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Potato and butter.
0: I thought you were going to say potato the- and potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost.
1: <laughs> Almost, it's the basic potato stuff with mashed potato. Oh, yeah. Potato and butter. That's that's for the novice, isn't it? Mm. Uh, potato and cheese. Good. Potato and beans. Yeah. Potato and coleslaw. Yeah. Potato, cottage cheese and chives. Potato mm. and egg meal. And
0: nah.
1: that is the simple classics. Let me move on to the home favourites. Right. Potato and beans and cheese.
0: Lovely. The classic. Yeah. Yeah. And, so know, like, when I, I was at school, just briefly to interrupt the menu, when I was at no, school... No, no, you're there, all right. there was a just ki- filling time. There, there was a kid called Lee, I think his second name was Williams, Lee Williams, and he was obsessed with Elvis Presley. Like, obsessed with Elvis Presley. Which, yeah. you know, it was the mid-80s. mid Yeah, it was quite Congress to be really into Elvis Presley if you're a, like, 12-year-old boy. But he was, yeah. right? He fucking... And I remember quite admiring him for it because it wasn't cool or trendy or anything like that. And mm. he just did not give a fuck, right? It was all he was interested in. It was all he wanted to talk mm. about. He dressed in the style of Elvis every day. He completely, he, well, not completely, but he largely ignored school uniform rules. He came wow. to school with a, a quiff. Rebel,
1: just like Elvis. Yeah,
0: a quiff with all broil cream in it, really nicely done quiff. He was only a little lad, right? Uh, and a cool denim jacket, and it had some Elvis patches on it, right? We're talking like yep. 1986, 1987. And uh, it was just sensational. And I remember he wasn't really a mate, but he was in my tutor group. And I just thought some people would take the piss out of him, but I could see he just didn't give a fuck because Elvis was his thing yeah. and everyone else could go fuck themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah I admired him because he was an outsider.
0: Yeah, he, he answered to one God and that God was Elvis Presley, right? <laughs> and the reason he's relevant to what we're talking about now is he, we had to give a presentation in one lesson about what we were going to have for lunch and um what the and you know nutritional value we we're trying to learn about nutritional value and the teacher called him up to the front and he would do all this he would talk like Elvis all the time right so she'd go oh. come up here and he'd he'd do this I'm not joking he'd come up this little lad with equipment go thank you very much <laughs> That's thank a, you whole much. Class,
1: <laughs> thank very the- much
0: thank you very much yeah, for the first few months of knowing him, we'd find this hilarious. We were just used to. it. It's just like, yeah, he's just up there doing his Elvis thing and he'd do the leg and all of Elvis.
1: that. Got, got your little Elvis in your class. What could be And she goes,
0: right. And the homework, I think, had been what, what you had for lunch. She goes, you've done your homework? He goes, I don't know what you mean. And she's gone. <laughs> well, and she lost the time. She went, look, we just need you to tell us. It can't be that difficult. What are you having for lunch? And he went, and I'll always remember it. He goes... I'm going to take myself up to the canteen and I'm going to have my usual. And she said, what's that? And he did this massive Elvis dance with the leg and he went, baked potato, cheese, beans and butter. (laughs) And as he said butter, he sort of did that weird kung fu move that Elvis used to do. (laughs) know when Elvis started doing kung fu. But already pulls a couple of kung fu kicks out, and we were fucking pissing ourselves laughing. We still talk about it now. We still talk about mates. It was—it's one of those things that it's for us. It was like my generations. Kennedy assassination. You always yeah. remember where you were when where he did were, that. Well, at that. least yeah. you do if you were there watching it in the classroom, it really which I was. You could
1: have been, really. And my
0: best mate, Ollie, who we've been talking about a lot recently because he yeah. cuckolded me. me. Um, we talk about that quite a lot.
1: I'm oh, sure you do. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hey, a couple of nights ago, I was I was deep diving into YouTube and, you know, Alan Bleasdale, who wrote Boys from the Black yeah. Stuff and the mighty GBH? Yeah. Um. Well... In 1985, Alan Bleasdale wrote a play about the last hours of Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh, and it was in the on in the West End and Martin Shaw of the professional Starlight. Played Elvis? Yeah. A
0: strange I had no idea about Elvis.
1: this. I had no idea about this, but there's interviews with Bleasdale and Shaw on Wogan and I ended up watching this on YouTube and I ended up on Amazon ordering the copy of the fucking book of the script of the play.
0: Really? I think
1: we should put that on. Yeah. I that think would we should be put great. Yeah, I'd love to put on a
0: play one of these days. You know, it sounds thought
1: it would be fantastic. I've not heard of it. I'm a big Bleasdale fan. I didn't know about this. I I, I could, um, brilliant.
0: I could look up Lee Williams on Facebook. I'm not friends with him on Facebook, but I I could easily track him down and see if he's he's still. All right, mate. It's me, Sam Delaney. You remember from school? Yeah, you still into the old. uh,
1: a uh, British subjournalist and theatrical impresario now. now.
0: Now, just turned theatrical impresario. That's where you come into it. Still doing the Elvis Dickens- stuff, are you? <laughs> what? He'll be like, what? Like middle-aged accountant now. <laughs> he's like, pardon? I bet he's you st- not. Bet still, he's doing still doing the old doing fucking uh-huh. Elvis thing? Well, uh-huh. you better dust down the old rhinestones, mate, because um, i never seen any cunt do Elvis as well as you did it. Right, the old beans and cheese routine. And the good news is, I'm putting on that Bleasdale play, aren't I?
1: I've got a life-changing opportunity for you right now. I've
0: bought the rights to the fucking Bleasdale Elvis Presley franchise. (laughs) You'll have as many baked potatoes as you want, mate.
1: <laughs> no, I I do
0: I do remember when I was a youth um having a, a, an interest and an affection for the music of Elvis Presley. An affection and an interest, you cunt.
1: He spoke in the cunt's voice for five fucking years. You were more Elvis than shaking fucking Stevens, bit <laughs> He's like
0: constantly in trouble at school. He like sacrificed <laughs> his whole education for the love of Elvis. He was in, in the pursuit of of being Elvis. Because if the teacher asked him anything, he would respond in the style of Elvis. And in the end, teachers are going to get fucked off with that. It wasn't a one-off. They go, like, we can't teach you if you're constantly pretending to be Elvis Presley.
1: Why not, though? That's the thing. Why why not? not? He can absorb the information. (laughs) (laughs) He can absorb the information. Just because he's talking in the voice of Elvis Presley doesn't mean no.
0: He wasn't as bad. There There was another kid in the year below. And I don't even know his name because I didn't know him as well. But he is still spoken about when I see mates from school now. And Because we only knew him as his alter ego. And his alter ego Mm. was Robocop. (laughs) Oh, God. He was obsessed with the film Robocop. Well, everyone was because it was a fucking awesome film. But he was so obsessed with it that he wore these special sunglasses that are those ones that just look like one strip across your eyes yeah. at all times and he walked in the style of Robocop like <laughs> across the playground right and if you were like oh fucking get out of the hey, way Robocop Cop, you know when you're all like piling across the playground from one building to another between lessons yeah. and some yeah. fucker gets in your way you go fucking get out of the way and it would go he go stand out of my way oh there will be trouble And he'd be like, "Oh fuck off, fucking idiot!" like that. And then he'd go and pretend that the gun was coming out of like a motorised sort of socket on his thigh, and he'd pull it out and go and pretend to shoot at you. Be like, (laughs) it was. He did it so well. Sometimes you'd you'd sort of find yourself reacting to the shots, like. (sighs) Yeah, RoboCop. I I don't know RoboCop's real name.
1: Just have a look. He'd be on Facebook as Robocop probably. (laughs) I mean, I, we're not laughing at mental illness obviously but um, there you go um,
0: I mean he's probably led a successful and fulfilling life since then he was just yeah, doing some kids sure. just did school their own way and yeah. you've got to admire those kids
1: well that's the thing is that's, gener- that's the generation when people conform most of all isn't it yeah. everyone wears the same uniform every day and everyone doesn't want to be seen to be embarrassing yeah. to stand out from the crowd but fucking but hell if you're going to do, 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 it, do it, it properly yeah yeah Good for and them.
0: like, these kids turned up and they weren't nervous like the rest of us. Like, oh God. I remember my mum got me a, um, a, a wool blazer, right? Mm. And um, she couldn't, you know, a, a uniform was expensive. And she actually, mm. I've talked about it before, she got, a, she got a loan from the local loan shark who used to come around every Friday and mm. outstay his welcome whilst we were trying to watch Play Your Cards Right to God. literally try it on with my mum. I think he was looking for some sort of early settlement of the loan. If you catch my drift? <laughs> right. <Jim and> <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> it was horrible. Anyway, <laughs> she got this loan, and we went to the outfitters, the school outfitters, mm. and they had your nylon blazer, lightweight, quite shiny, or your mm. woollen blazer, which was a lot mm. classier looking but much heavier, it was, and itchier yeah. and difficult to wear. But to an adult's eyes, obviously, looked nicer. And she insisted on getting it for me. And I was like, I just want the nylon one. And she was like, they're disgusting. Mm. Look at it, shiny, man-made shit. And she was right, I suppose. But on the first day, you know, sometimes you start back at school in September and it's still boiling hot on your yeah. first day back. And the first week, my first ever week at secondary school, I remember being fucking sweltering hot. Like, still like the height of summer. Because, you know... It's, it's like a- the
1: first day of the football season when you've got the match in a T-shirt yeah. and shorts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: And everyone's rocked up, and they're all wearing their fucking shiny blazers. And I was me and one other cunt in the whole year. Mm. In the whole year of, like, whatever it was, 250, 300 kids in that year. Yeah, in the wall only blazer. Only two of us turned up in the wall blazer.
1: Fucking. And I was trying to course.
0: play football, and it felt like I was fucking running around wearing a metal suit. I was livid. So <laughs> Like Cop. <Robo-Cup. laughs> I was the other end of the spectrum, right? I'm shitting myself just because I've got a blazer. In a slightly yeah. different fucking fabric, right? So I'm like a shitter conformist. Then you've got the mm. likes of Elvis Presley and fucking RoboCop, and they they've turned up first day. They're so unconcerned about what anyone else is Go. They've they've <laughs> stood at the school gates on their first day, hands on hips, and think, ah, look at this shitter. Five long years. I've got a five stretch <laughs> lined up here. Got to get through <laughs> it my own way. I'm gonna do it. I think I'm just gonna fucking pretend to be RoboCop for the old time. <laughs> <laughs> see how they fucking hey, like that. whatever gets
1: you through. Yeah. Whatever works.
0: Whatever works. Maybe he'd never, ever done it before. Until that was they thought, I need a system. To get to yeah. navigate my way through this five years, I need a system. I think I'm going to pretend to be Robocop, or in Lee Williams' case. I think hmm. that I'm just going to make out like I am Elvis Presley for the next five years hmm. and just see what happens.
1: Exactly. you got to, yeah. haven't you? Sometimes you've got to. you got to, yeah. I'll just read the rest of the yes. Would you like fillings out for you before we finish? Yeah. Uh, we had beans and cheese. Potato and tuna sweet corn. Yeah. Potato and coronation chicken. Yeah. And then we have the three luxury <laughs> fill, which are potato and chilli con carne. Uh, oh, potato luxury and-
0: fill. Is that what the section of the menu yeah, is called? That's
1: what it says. Luxury fill. Right. Yeah. Uh, potato and chicken tikka. And potato and prawn cocktail. And that's it. This has been Top Flight Time Machine. We've covered Sheffield Wednesday, Spudgy Like, Little Elvis and Robocop. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back after the weekend. TTFN.
0: Have a good one, dickheads.